Welcome to Media Snack, live from New York. And live from London. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you, Tom. Yourself? Good. Very well. Thank you. It's a beautiful day. Um, so today you might be at a spot there. David's away. So Mark has very kindly uh, offered to join us. We're talking about something which is very important. Might sound maybe a bit dull in the headline. It's very hard to write a headline uh, about this stuff that sounds interesting, but it is really interesting. Um, we're talking about data regulation. So stick with us. Uh, what you'll tend to know it as a consumer end is, is the cookie pop-up, okay? And we're going to unpack some new regulation or some ruling from the courts about how those things are going to be treated. So Mark's going to help us unpack that and also give us three tips. So if you're a marketer thinking about your data protection or your compliance with various data rules, Mark's got some really good tips of things you can start doing. And that's important to get a bit of a head start because data, as we've said many, many times, data these days is competitive advantage potentially for you as an advertiser. So not just having access to data, but being able to analyze that. Um, so we'll unpack some of the latest rulings and Mark will give us uh, three good tips all coming up on today's Media Snack. Welcome to Media Snack, the live weekly show where we unpack the important questions that you will have about media, agencies, marketing, and more. If you're new to the channel, it's great to have you join us. Subscribe below to get alerts of all upcoming weekly episodes. Good. So, Mark, thank you for joining us. What is the question of the week? So, this week's question is, how will the new IAB ruling limit advertisers' data use. So I told you, it's, too, it like, it's a difficult headline, isn't it? It doesn't even fit on the screen. Um, <laughs> good, we've got lots of people joining. Hi, everybody. Um, some good comments in Spanish as well. It's good to see. Uh, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, if you're new to the channel, uh, very, very welcome. Please subscribe to be updated of obviously future episodes. And we're streaming live. So if you've got comments or questions on this, then uh, do let us know, and we'll try and pick them up as we go along. Uh, so Mark and I will keep, keep an eye out for those. So let's kind of gently unpack this. So we know marketing is a pretty lightly regulated industry. It's very unregulated, really. Um, but there are some rules in place, particularly around data privacy, data collection, data processing. Um, in 2018, the GDPR rules came into effect uh, in Europe, and that's the general data protection regulations that you're probably all familiar with. And at the time, people thought that might be quite isolated to the EU, of course, because it's an EU regulation. However, it has implications around the world because lots of advertisers, particularly multi-market advertisers, have any business in the in the Europe, in the Europe, in Europe, uh, or process any information anybody based in Europe are going to be subject to these regulations. So most marketers are pretty familiar in the last few years with GDPR. Um, data as a resource for a marketer is hugely important. As I said in the intro, it's, it gives you competitive advantage potentially. And we've talked a lot over the years on Media Snack about how emphasis for the for our media director is focusing less away from you know, leveraging scale, although that's still kind of important, and rebalancing with you know, the brains and the insight that you can get from customer data. And there are, rightly so, strict rules in place about how that is managed and governed. Some people think we're too far into the into what's you know called like kind of surveillance uh, surveillance marketing, 
And so I think governments around the world are trying to f- kind of find the right line and, and courts are improving rulings on, on these kind of areas. The volume of data is just mind blowing. The amount of personal and business data that's uh, been gathered to date sits at around 90 trillion gigabytes of data. Okay. Uh, and which seems like a lot, that will double in the next three years. So it's actually accelerating. The rate of data collection is accelerating, which is kind of interesting because GDPR, in some respects, was perhaps supposed to limit the amount of data um, that was being made available. So types of data. Uh, So Mark, you're the expert on this, but I'll do my best. Two broad types of data. There's very personal data and non-personal data. So personal data called PII, which is the personal identifiable information. Uh, it's things like you know name and address and date of birth and things like that. And then non-PII data, the non-personal, might be just from an advertising perspective about how advertising was consumed. So when an ad was delivered, um, you know the browser that you're using and things like that. And a lot of advertising platforms, you know, the famous, the Facebook or the Meta, Google, people like that, um, have really accelerated data use over the years. And in some ways, they've accelerated beyond, Mark, right? They've accelerated beyond regulation. Like governments haven't been able to keep up sometimes with that, the way that that information has been used. And there's, there's an imbalance that consumers have recognized, governments are recognizing, and therefore courts and, and regulators are, are increasingly looking at. And that's really what drove the development of the GDPR regulations in 2018 that came into effect in 2018. Um, As part of that, in reaction to GDPR, the IAB, which is a trade body representing uh, many in the digital marketing industry, produced this transparency consent framework, TCF. And that's what we're talking about specifically today. That was my kind of long run up to TCF is what we're talking about today. Uh, Mark, I'm going to defer to your better articulation of this. So just explain to us what is what it is what is the consent framework and why is it contentious sure so when a user goes to a website they will see for the first time a pop-up and that will be used to understand what consent they want to provide about how their data is used or not so a consent management platform is used as that tool to collect that the transparency consent framework essentially processes and governs how that data can be used in advertising. So it will take that data with ID strings and push it into advertising. And it's about how that data is being collected, what it's being used for, and how much the user understands about what is happening with that data um, and how much legitimate interest is being used or how much information is being shared. So it's really about how much understanding does the user have and what are the responsibilities of the IAB's transparency consent framework in that process good good um so you'll all be familiar with those those the pop-ups which you're asked to accept data increasingly you can actually click into that and actually make some selections right about the kind of data which gives you a sense of control as a as a user as a customer the question here is really about do people really know what you know what permissions you're actually granting and where and what that data can be used for so the Belgian court recently, and we say the Belgian court, which represents Europe, um, but it, again, it has implications uh, as more countries decide whether to support that ruling, which they are. Um, so therefore, it has big implications. So uh, the Belgian court is highly influential in, in uh, influencing decisions of other, other market uh, regulators. So 
they've ruled that the IAB is a data controller and actually has increased responsibility. And we need to make sure that there are the, the framework is allowing proper auditing and governance of this data. That's it. Because it comes down to a question of legitimate interest. People really, are they understanding what they're consenting to? So the question is, is the transparency consent framework very transparent enough? I think that's what the court's asking them. Um, and so the ruling from the court has now been supported by 30 countries across Europe. The IAB have been given 30 days to appeal. I think they've appealed already, Mark, already. Um, and they have 60 days from the ruling in which to come back with a plan of how the TCF can be made compliant or more compliant. And then they are allowed six months to come up with a solution. Um, so it's, I mean, we call it front page news. It's not really front page news in that sense, but as an advertiser, you should see it as front page news because these things create ripples around the world on data protection rules and privacy. And so it's a scenario that we want to encourage advertisers to be thinking about. So let's just think. It's hard sometimes as a brand to know what to do, okay, because it's kind of looming cloud that might never materialize. You don't know. But as I said at the beginning, you know, if you think of data as competitive advantage and actually getting prepared and just thinking around some scenarios is quite helpful. And it's really hard as a media director, right? We talk about this quite a lot. It's hard as a media director uh, to have a, have a point of view in place on these kind of things because somebody somewhere is in, within your organization is going to say, hey, what did you think of the new you know, Belgian court ruling on TCF? And you've got to have a point of view on it. So uh, you know, hopefully this primer is a bit helpful and can encourage you to go and, and think. So I'm going to stop there. Mark, you've been thinking about this quite a lot and advising a number of different advertisers on the right approach to prepare the, those scenarios. So let's pass to you and talk us through your two, three tips for advertisers. Great. Well, I think the first one is don't panic. Not yet, at least. Um, this is not the final chapter in that story. Uh, as you say, the IAB has six months to develop what their enhanced solution or response is going to be to that. And it's highly likely that the IAB will develop something that the courts are are happy with and will accept. Otherwise, they would have just ruled it illegal now. Um, mm. So I think you know there is positivity in that. And remember, you know, as an advertiser, your peers and, and rivals will be in the exact same position right now, asking the exact same questions. And the IAB even went so far as to almost put this in, into a positive spin. And I quote them now by saying, it was always our intention to support the framework for approval as a GDPR transnational code of conduct. Mm -hmm. Today's decision would appear to clear the way for that work to begin. So you can see how the IEB are going to work closely with the regulators and governing bodies to make it compliant and make the TCF uh, something that can live on into the future. Yeah. So firstly, it's, you know, I would steer away from any knee-jerk reactions. The, the IAB have already come out and actually uh, 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 sort of uh, not, I suppose, responded to two reports that people should be uh, removing the TCF as their framework within their consent management platforms. That's not the case. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't be doing that yet. But what you should be doing is preparing internally 
And that really starts off by firstly, uh, considering or conducting a data privacy audit. Now, what that means is working with your IT, data, web development teams to understand what data flows are happening through your ad tech stack and where you have responsibilities as to the consumer and where those responsibilities start and where they stop. Mm -hmm. And this will allow you to really understand where you as an advertiser are that data controller and with that, where there are enhanced responsibilities. Um, and then it's really about, you know, reviewing what data you're collecting and whether you need to rethink the basis of which you're collecting that on legitimate interest and whether you actually need to be more proactive and active in the consent you're getting and the information you're providing to users yeah. so they have a better understanding of what that data is being used for. In parallel to that, we would recommend that you know you work with your agency to revisit or expand um, how the how you're approaching the use of data in marketing and advertising. So you will have many use cases for for data right now and consumer data, whether it's for insight, for profiling, for strategy planning, targeting, messaging, and measurement. You know what happens if those data volumes drop by fifty percent because there are higher thresholds for data collection and data usage. You know, what current practices wouldn't be able to continue in their current shape? And then most importantly, what alternatives you can test now to be ready for, ready for that situation? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, there are there should be a lot of work that is being done already with, you know, agency partners around how you're testing for methods and approaches that don't use user level data. And I think this just emphasizes the, the, the need for that and, and then being able to ensure that, you know, whatever happens with this ruling and the, and the net effect, you're already on the front foot. I think doing these two initiatives now will help to minimize risk, but also make sure that you're on the front foot as any of the results of this wash out in the next six to 12 months. Yeah, good. And, and that's the time frame we're thinking, right, is that, that, that they've got... They've got to come up with a solution within the next six months, and so this is this is the window that you've got six months to really like gather, as you've mentioned, good advice. Like gather internally with your data team, gather with your agency or any other external partners, and just think about some of those different scenarios, uh, which is really good. Um, cool. Uh, as I said at the beginning, I mean this it's uh, competitive advantage, right? This is the thing. You don't need to panic, but you do need to have a point of view. And as a media director or as a marketer, you're going to obviously get the question and you need to be ahead of that as much as you can. So uh, good advice. Thank you, Mark. Um, we've got some good questions coming out. I just want to bring one up. Uh, Joe at Bionic, uh, if we're able to, shall I do that? Let's just bring that up here. Um, so Joe, thank you, Joe, for the question. Um, does the TCF include standardization around the consent pop-up? These pop-ups are inconsistent from site to site and often confusing. That, I, that's my experience as a consumer, and I'm sure others are. Do people really know what they're doing and what they're clicking on? It's a great, it's a great question. I think you know the, the consent management platforms are all developed independently. They obviously, the majority of them, around 80% are adopting the TCF framework. Um, and I think your point actually is where 
the Belgium courts think that the TCF does need to have that standardization and improvement on how that data is being presented and what information is being present. So I think actually your question is probably something that the Belgium courts had and they deem the, T the TCF needing to be that auditor of how that data is collected and governed and, and used. So I wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the frustration or the pain or inconsistency you're seeing might be something that this uh, uh, enhanced framework looks to address. Yeah, very good. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the question, Joe. Let me take that off screen. There we go. Uh, good. So um, before we wrap, I just want to say, just remind everybody. I mentioned this last week. Uh, we currently have in field the survey for our global media talent report. We do this in over a period of a number of waves. I think this is wave three. Uh, should be really interesting. Talent is a critical, I oh, thank you for putting that up. Uh, you know, it's a critical issue right now on all sides and we would love your perspective. So if you haven't had a chance to fill that in, we'll link down below. Um, and uh, I think that it's open for another week. So please share your thoughts. It takes about five minutes. You get the report as a result. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, good, so Mark, uh, any other kind of closing thoughts? I know you're kind of thinking ahead and you've been advising different advertisers. Where's this? Yeah, I think out? it's yeah, I think it's really about the you know advertisers that are proactive now in thinking about this and and taking the steps to consider you know how they're using data and what how they're mitigating any kind of risks. They will be seen you know in the eyes of regulators and under GDPR, they will be seen more favorably because they're taking proactive steps. So I would say you know don't assume that it's being handled by another department or another you know partner or vendor. You know, many advertisers, especially those with multi-market footprints, will have different markets operating in different, you know, certain ways. Um, so I think it's important for those that have global teams, centers of excellence to really lean into those markets and, and support them to, to create a consistent approach to data privacy and regulation. Um, because there are local laws as well as EU-wide laws such as GDPR. And... You know, advertisers are always looking for, for competitive advantage. And uh, this may not be the, the area that you think initially will create that. But actually, as you said, Tom, earlier in the, in the show, data is such a pivotal uh, a component of creating that competitive advantage. Mm. And, you know, if you're proactive in getting ready for that change, testing in the, in the short term and making sure you've got the governance in place, not only will you be minimizing, you know, the risk that could be coming down, but also you are being more nimble, more agile. You'll be on the front foot to be ready with a solution should any of your current practices be, uh, be you know, uh, shut down in the future. Very good. And we, we haven't touched on yet. I'd like to just do very quickly implications in the US, because I think when GDPR first came out in 2018, a lot of advertisers in the US here in the US like, well, that's a European thing. But of course, it does have implications on a wider level. Is this is this ruling or changes to TCF? Is that how is that going to Im impact American based advertisers? You know, I think we saw, you know, GDPR being the first one for Europe. Obviously, there's likes of CCPA and others that have been developed for, for different states. So I wouldn't be surprised if they'd be looking at this, probably potentially waiting to see what the outcomes are. Um, seeing how it's being uh, done for Europe 
and then actually taking you know the best bits of that and then actually applying that from a from a US perspective. Obviously, within the US, state by state laws will mean there are going to be slight differences. But you know, as as the dust settles on this, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they take that initiative and insight and then start to enhance what what you need to do and what you should be doing in the states. Very good, good. Um, okay, well, listen, we'll wrap there. On early next week, following this, you know, we, we always publish a blog post which kind of lays this out for you um, on, after every media snack. And I think this will be an interesting one as a reference point. So keep your eyes up for that. We'll, we'll be sharing that out with subscribers next week. Um, Mark, thanks so much for your time. Good to see you. Uh, very, very good advice. Love it. Uh, but that is your media snack for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Bye for now. Media Snack is brought to you each week by IDcoms, the award-winning growth consultancy specializing in media. We help advertisers on a life cycle to growth in three service areas, operations, partnerships, and optimization that transform your media investments into real company growth. Whether you're planning an agency pitch, upgrading your media organization, want to learn new best practice, or simply get better performance from your media investments, you can find out more at idcoms.com forward slash growth.